Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mirror Podcast. Today, I have a very rare and special guest, VIP, in the building via phone call. My pops, Jeff Crabtree. Mr. Crabtree, Dad, Pops, how are you? What's going on? Yes, all those great adjectives. Thanks for uh, (laughs) using all those. Only the greatest for the greatest. What's going on? How are you? Doing well. Uh, Obviously a unique time in all of our lives, and so uh, doing well, though. Good. So let's just jump right into it. I mean, this is COVID convos, so people kind of know what we're talking about already. Uh, And like we'd kind of talked about already, like... Again, and me and Kristen talked about it twice, which I and I think it's a super important thing to talk about is how are you gathering and filtering information? Because again, as you and I both know, and you know everybody knows, you can get your information from a, a myriad of sources. Like I like to say a litany of sources because I heard somebody say litany recently. But you can get your information from a litany of sources, and you like how how do you filter, vet, uh, gather information, and kind of just make sure you're getting the best information and also not letting it put you into a state of fear? Yeah, sure. That's uh, obviously a great question that all of us have to process at this time. You know, the situation is so fluid. You can hear one thing one day and something, you know, totally opposite the next day. And so there's no real definitive data right now that I know you can go to one place and go, hey, this is where the answers uh, lie. So at least for me, there's a couple things. One is I think everybody needs to understand their own personality. Um, Some people tend to be more fearful. Some tend to be less fearful. Some people need more information. Some people need less information. So I think a a lot of self-awareness is um, needed at this time. But for me, there's two words that kind of guide me in this time and they're the words wisdom and balance wisdom Mm. and balance Mm. Um, what I need uh, is enough information to keep me current so that I can make wise and prudent decisions but then I need to also have some boundaries where if I get too much information I can feel a sense of heaviness or negativity or fear so Mm -hmm. again there's no perfect balance in there but I'm trying to seek wisdom how much do I need uh, what I don't need and then the balance when I feel like you know what I need to gain a little more information to make a prudent decision I may need to tap into more information or if I feel like ah, I just got a little too much information I feel a little uneasy or heavy or negative or fearful then I've got to step back a bit mm-hmm. that's good I like the two words that you use wisdom which I have tattooed on my neck so that's a great word and then balance which I have a song out plug that song right there <laughs> good words though sure. I think I totally agree uh, my, my personal question to you would be more for people listening like how do you even choose though the the source that you get your information from is it a is it a complete just toss in the wind of i guess i'll listen to this uh do you have sources that you semi trust do you use multiple sources are you on the internet do you watch the news like uh, how do you balance all those different uh venues you could gain information from yeah and that's a million dollar question right now i right. grew up i'm a baby boomer uh so at 61 years old i basically grew up in an era we uh, trusted the news media, we trusted the government probably more than the uh, Gen Xers or the Millennials or even beyond that. And uh, But even in our era uh, right now is 
everything seems to be filtered through a political lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can you can get on the news and uh, watch if you're you tend to be more right or you tend to be a little more centrist or you turn uh, tend to be a little more left. You're probably going to go to whatever source fits your political bent, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate in my opinion because again it's so shaded by political worldviews that you don't know if you're getting. Uh, the factual data or not. That's mm. just the uncertainty of the world that we live in in, a, in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm. So I obviously probably, you know, there's only a few sources you can go to. Um, and, and so it's probably through your political lens. So mm. uh, that makes it a little sketchy, if you will, or maybe a little more subjective. But I don't know how else you, there's no, like I said, any particular place you can go to get definitive data. Yeah. So that makes it a little bit um, unsure, and that's why you know you you try to utilize the wisdom and balance of, of your so- own self awareness and personality to process it. Right. And something that I that I've tried to say recently, and even to myself, is I'm I'm going to go to the news media too, um, just because they're they're the closest in contact with the world leaders or the national leaders that have the most information. They are going to filter it through their political lens, but they're still closest to the, the good source of information, such as like right the, the national leaders, even though I know we don't all fully trust the government. They're closest to the best information, the news media. So I think personally, and I think for anybody, the, the thing to do if you are going to use the news um, as your source, CNN, ABC, Fox, NBC, whatever you're watching, is to is to at least have some wisdom, as you said, to be able to filter what's information and what's biased opinion, right? Because the, as I've watched the news recently, I have gotten good information, but it's, it's, it's kind of wrapped up in this biased opinion, political opinion like you talk about. Um, so you have to filter out, okay, that's just political opinion. That That's not real information. And, oh, okay, that's actually real information. Yeah, I totally agree. We, we've got to filter what kind of information do we need. Because right. obviously in, in a newscast or, you know, getting online and reading something, uh, there's a lot of information that's expressed that may not be pertinent mm-hmm. or maybe not be pertinent for my situation so i've got to again have wisdom and balance what uh, where do i go but then what kind of information do i need to make informed decisions uh but not let it then become a heaviness or negativity or fear right because again to with the with so much information out there it's easy to get bogged down and just be over informed which is actually a thing you need you don't always need to be over informed yeah, and that's where balance comes in. Like I said, we need to know our own personality. And um, I have family members, and you know, I've talked about that off uh, line. There is that uh, some of us are wired. We need more information. Otherwise, we tend to be fearful. Or we have others in the family. They don't want information. It makes them uh, more fearful. So I think that's where again wisdom and balance for every individual comes in. They need to know themselves and what's helpful to them and what then turns into non-helpful. Right. I think that's good. I think hopefully people can take something from that and just realize the idea is that you do want to be informed, um, but you don't want – you have to know yourself well enough to know how informed you need to be. Um, I think that was good. I also want to ask you this though, and this is something that obviously I try to – I'm trying to ask everybody just because I'm curious, um, and I think it's – you know we need to find ways to, to connect with each other and – and go a little bit deeper now 
as humans with each other now that we've all gone through something together. Um, I think it's okay to ask people this question, which I am happy for people to ask me too, is like, what what is the situation kind of helped you as we all kind of try to self-reflect and, and uh, look at life differently? What has this situation really brought to the surface or helped you realize about yourself, about the world, about existence? Like, what, what are a few of the top things that you're like, man, this is what coronavirus taught me and has taught me or is teaching me? Yeah, another good question. Obviously, we're fairly uh, new into this whole pandemic and new world reality. So I guess I would uh, first say that what I'm learning now may change and may develop as, as the situation goes on. Um, you know that I did a Facebook Live doing a pandemic question and answer. And so I just sat down real quick off the top of my head. This is not an exhaustive list and certainly not prioritized. But the other day in preparation for that, I just wrote down 10 things that, uh, that you know, like you said, the, the situations helped me realize. So I just put these 10 down. One is humans. We're not we are more vulnerable than we think we are. And the second one kind of goes along the same line, maybe just a little different way to describe it or adjectives. We're not as much in control as we think. And I think everybody could probably take a look at their situation in the light of the global pandemic to go, gosh, uh, I'm more vulnerable. Our uh, government's more vulnerable. Our world's more vulnerable. Uh, we're not as in control as we thought. A lot of the systems or people or ourselves, uh, we kind of believed we could control things. And we've been able to do that pretty much as, as Westerners in a Western culture. But with this uh, spread of an unknown enemy, unseen enemy that not even the uh, most brilliant minds in the world understand, it's really revealed our, our vulnerability and our lack of control. Um, I've also said that, you know, I think, you know, I come from a biblical worldview mm -hmm. that oftentimes uh, prosperity and, and comfort could lead to kind of a sense of spiritual laziness and, and lethargy. And um, I think we can just look throughout history and see when really hard times, dark times, pandemics, famines, uh, other natural disasters, it kinds of people go wake up a little bit like, oh, gosh, maybe I need to take a look uh, under the hood in, in regard to my spiritual faith, my spiritual life. So even uh, for myself as a uh, follower of Christ, um, it's caused me to recognize that even I have become uh, kind of maybe spiritually uh, uh, lethargic or slothful so i've learned that um uh, again coming from a biblical worldview uh we wouldn't call them idols but we all have a lot of things that seem to take a top priority over our faith over our relationship with god over our spiritual worldview and so i think it's in these kind of times that kind of rocks our world uh whether a follower of christ or someone that um is maybe unsure of that or maybe even somebody that's opposed to my worldview i think all of us have to kind of go all right what's really uh, on our priority list mm -hmm. um so uh, i guess I'd, I'd share a couple more too would be maybe our need of of community our need of each other in a more healthy mm -hmm. and holistic way Mm -hmm. um, I heard somebody say this um, a week or so ago, and I thought it was really cool, whether it's true or not, uh, or whether it's going to happen or not, but somebody said that people are now leaving their back patio to go to their front porch. Mm 
And I really like that because, again, we as Westerners tend to live pretty isolated, independent. Um, and so we go to our back patios by ourselves. And um, maybe this is causing us to go to the front porch, meaning that we're having a view towards our neighbors or a little broader perspective of other people. I, I hope that's happening. I think that would be a good thing. And I've noticed that in, in my own life, even though you know uh, what I do uh, for a living is I'm trying to encourage people a lot. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'd maybe just maybe mentioned uh, maybe one more or so that um, – the things we never think could happen can happen. And uh, since you're my son, my oldest, and the other kids know this, that I, I probably tried to drill that into your heads from uh, the moment that you guys could begin to make your own personal decisions. I've always said, hey, guys, the things you don't think ever could happen can happen. And uh, most of us in life think, ah, oh, no, no, not, they won't happen to me. But uh, I've lived uh, the earthly journey for 61 years now, and uh, many of you know know that I'm uh, a pastor and a counselor and um, a therapist and, uh, you know, an encourager. And so I've lived the last, you know, four years of my life working with people in life uh, contexts and challenges, and um, they have eventually come into – um, my office or want to counsel with me or want me to want to coach with me because the things they thought never could happen have happened. Mm-hmm. So again, we relearn through a global pandemic that we're not as in control and things that we don't think can happen can, ha- uh, you know, can happen. We don't think would ever happen can happen. Yeah. So, no, I think that's, I think that's super true. And I, even to expand on that just a little bit from my own perspective is that I think that we all kind of know like, yeah, once you live life a little bit, you understand there are things that you can't control. Bad things will happen. You kind of get a grip on that. But this specific situation being global and just uh, the uh, how outlandish it would have sounded to us two months ago that the world would have been shut down. I think it's taken us to a new level of humility or a new level of that understanding of, uh, anything can happen. We kind of understand that like, yeah, anything can happen. And you think like, you know, I could break my arm or like, uh, my boyfriend could cheat on me or like, it's kind of in that realm. It's not like the entire world, people could die globally and the world might shut down. I think it's, don't you, wouldn't you agree that like it, it's brought almost like a new awareness of like to, it, it's made us so aware of how not in control we are. To, to a, a different degree than just like, yeah, bad things can happen and like you can't really control it. But now it's like, oh, my gosh, the entire world could explode. <laughs> yeah, you know, I totally agree. I, I think where my uh, maybe longer term concern is, is that uh, human nature is in the middle of, you know, the unknowns and things happening to us that we didn't expect and that we can't control in the short term we have that awareness about that but then when life goes back to a sense of some sense of normalcy we then forget that and so really what i think all of us are going through is a test and a reset and the thing that's important is in the short term we can respond react reprioritize but then can we take that into our new normal and our future. Otherwise, I'm concerned that what happened, well, let's use 9-11, right after 9-11, everybody, oh, yeah, and they, they all try to react. And then a month later, when life 
didn't change too much. It was a short term. Then people had a tendency to go back to the way it was. And I think right. this is much more global, much more severe. So um, whatever lesson I'm learning, you're learning, we're all learning. Hopefully we can learn it in, not just in the short term, but that we can take it into the future for our reprioritization to our um, into an, our new normal that's coming. Right. And that's something that I've said even recently is that I think that, again, you know, there's people put a lot of pressure on themselves recently um, in this time. I have, too, just because we have all this time and people that are trying to build something are going, OK, this is a time where I really have to triple down and maximize every minute. Um, and and I think that I, I, I've know in my experience over the past few weeks is that trying to go hard because you have this time. Uh, this is a little bit of a pivot, but it's just you put so much pressure on yourself. Um, you you may avoid learning some of the lessons that you could have or should have learned that will carry you through the rest of your life. Like this is a crazy, wild, unfortunate time, but at the same time, like it is an incredible opportunity for people to take that time and kind of dive deep into like what what is this all about? Why am I who I am? Uh, why do I do the things I do? You know, that, that bit of self-reflection to where, like you said, you can learn these lessons that are going to, hopefully, you can carry with you outside of this back into the new normal. Because if you miss the opportunity to grab a few diamond-style lessons, some really important lessons, if you just are do, are just so distracted with um, either being busy or just being paralyzed by fear on the other end of the spectrum, if you don't slow down and really try to take a lesson or two out of this again like there's those things going around the internet you don't have to write the next best-selling book you don't have to uh make an album that's going to be a bestseller you don't have to change the world but you should uh come out of this with at least a lesson or two for your own personal life that you can carry with you go moving forward because this is the uh most the, the the most unfortunate but wild insane unpredicted time that we've had so if you don't learn something through this you're, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage and as i put out on twitter earlier you're not maximizing your your life which is a finite limited time that you have yeah i totally agree and that's why we can take the negative and turn it to a positive if mm -hmm. we like you said do some self-awareness some reset some reorient prioritization and then be able to put it into our lifestyles our, our habits now so that when life becomes a little bit more normal we brought those nuggets of, of positivity and and learning lessons into the future so i totally agree with you mm -hmm. <clears throat> and and to kind of caveat off that because uh, everybody's been given this this silver platter of time, and I don't want to say it like that just to be like, oh, everybody's got time, awesome, awesome. No, I understand this is a, a crazy, terrible time in the world, but again, one of the positives being everybody's been handed a, a good portion of time, um, so you now everybody now has the decision of how am I going to deploy this time? How am I going to use it? Am I not going to use it? Um, what are you doing? Uh, how are you using your time? Like, what are what have you done to pivot and go? Okay, I have all this time now. How am I going to use it? Um, and and kind of what's guiding your decisions on how you use your time? Yeah, I appreciate that. And everybody's context is a bit different. I office out of the house, and so for me, um, 
uh, it hasn't been a, a big paradigm shift like a lot of people when they've worked in an office and then they have to be at home with kids or whatever. So uh, the whole using the time wisely or, or maybe differently has not changed a lot for me um, just because uh, of my calling, my career. Uh, it's it's about uh, being available to encourage people, to coach people, to counsel people. So um um, again, some people have more time. Um, I probably had a little bit less time because obviously in the middle of an uncertain, unknown global pandemic, people are scrambling. And so they, they look to, you know, friends or leaders or, or pastors or somebody they believe has maybe a bit more handle on this and stability and maybe a, a biblical worldview. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, it's, uh, how do I use it wisely? Um, I was thinking the other day, I was just processing, doing some inner uh, self-evaluation because I found a little bit of fatigue uh, starting to creep into my into my life because, again, I'm going real hard right now. I just realized I had kind of eight spheres of uh, influence, role, uh, responsibility. And um, so I had to kind of say, okay, am I prioritizing those different eight? Because otherwise you're spinning eight plates. I've been really busy. Uh, in that, that I had to kind of reprioritize, and like you said, how do I use my time wisely in that? Uh, probably more overarching than anything because of my uh, faith in Christ and, and my belief system and a creator that designed everything and loves us and is in control and has the power that we don't have in, a, uh, in the natural on an earthly journey. Uh, my prayer life, um, not because I had to, but because I needed to or wanted to, a uh, whole lot more time uh, nurturing my faith. Uh, growing my faith, even though that's something I do on a regular basis, it took it to uh, a whole another level because what am I going to trust in the, the systems or the foundations or the people uh, that uh, I could trust in, in in kind of a Western culture? Uh, all those have been uh, um, shaken and they're not as stable and they may even be kind of imploding a little bit. So naturally, I've spent a whole lot more time uh, nurturing my faith, spending time with God in prayer and enjoying him. So um, that's probably how I've spent my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, I do think, uh, again, everybody needs to take at least a percentage of this newfound time um, that everybody has and invest it into yourself. Um, whether that's, again, for you, that's going to be prayer. Some people... Like me, I just need to slow down for a minute. Again, it comes back to self-awareness. Like what, with this time, what what is the need that you could fill most for yourself and for others, I think. So I've tried to take a percentage of my time for myself to slow down and do some things, obviously, that I wouldn't have previously done. Um, and then invest a chunk of that time as well in other people, as you said you've done. Uh, I think it's just when you're, when you're given anything. So if somebody gave me uh, $10,000 today... I have to then decide, okay, I have new resources, but how am I going to allocate my resources? So I think kind of what I heard you say is, you know, for me, this is, uh, you know, repositioning my faith to a higher degree. Um, And everybody's got to take a deep, deep look at themselves and go, what do I need to be doing right now? How do I uh, portion out or reposition my time and my this new amount of resource that I have? So I think, again, I think that that's good that 
like you you said this in not so many words is that you had to become self-aware and you realized by doing that that I need to reposition my prayer life and everybody needs to ask themselves that what what is the thing that I need to invest how do I need to portion out my time because again it's just it's so wild in a positive way that through all this terrible time the one resource on earth that you cannot get more of has just been dished out to everyone and I'm not talking about the Trump check <laughs> I'm talking about time right everybody has just been given some time and that's an amazing gift if you can view it through that that lens or that perspective yeah you know I total, totally agree and I think this interfaces with your question of how to use time um, uh, again I think a lot of people because they haven't been prepared for such a time as this they, they at, try to ask and answer questions that may not have an answer to or may not be as pertinent. And so you hear me a lot uh, talk about process. Mm -hmm. Do they have a process to work through? Otherwise, it, it's like a shotgun approach. They're asking this question and asking that question, what I do here and what I do that and why did it happen here? And when will I get over there? And so it keeps them from really the central hub of what they should be doing is work, uh, defining a process and working the process that keeps them focused, that, keep, that keeps them moving through uh, to a better finality or to a better uh, new normal. And so uh, what I've done with obviously the people that I have influence over, uh, both in the church and in coaching and counseling, is to help them uh, – see a variety of different processes that they can use. I've laid out several of them uh, to them because one size doesn't fit all. Some like Wendy's, some like McDonald's, some like Arby's. Mm -hmm. So I presented a variety of different processes to help the people that I have influence over. So they're not just asking all kinds of questions here and there and scrambling, that they're very clear, very focused on working a process. So that that's, again, the whole thing of how do you use your time wisely as you, you determine or you get with somebody who has experience uh, in this and help them help you understand a process and then work it. I like that. I, I totally agree with you. I have, again, everybody's going to have a different process. It's, you know, like you said, it's not one size fits all. Um, but could you even drill that down more? Like, I, I totally understand what you're saying from, you know, from 100,000 feet looking down, grab somebody, process. But, like, what does that practically mean for Jerry over here who lives by himself, doesn't really know a lot of people, and coronavirus hits and he just lost his job, so now he's just in his apartment? What does he do? Yeah, well, um, one of the processes that, that I've kind of laid out or presented to the people that I have influence with or influence over, um, I'll just give you seven things real quickly. Uh, they all start with R in my uh, kind of teaching method to help people remember. They might not remember the word, but they might remember the letter it starts with, and then after a little bit of time they could you know, conclude what it is. Mm -hmm. But first of all, I think people have to come to a place of realization that this is real. Mm -hmm. uh, even for me, sometimes it's like, are we living in a twilight zone? What's going on? Mm -hmm. I mean, I never thought I'd be living in the day and age of a global pandemic and, a, you know, an unseen enemy that seems to be overwhelming the whole globe. And so um, it's kind of like the first step of the grief process, which most people really don't know. They've never been taught. Mm -hmm. It's first coming to the sense of this is real. And so 
people are either going, well, I just hope it gets over real quick, or what's the world going to look like? And so, again, they ask questions that don't fit into any kind of a process, and that doesn't really help them. It's really a detour. So I encourage people that we really need to do some work uh, at times with just to accept this happen like when you uh, 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 maybe you lose a loved one or you lose a job those are all grief processes and it's hard to accept that it's really true that, that they're not here or my job's not here i don't have a paycheck or the, the world is different so that sounds like a small uh, step but it's a huge step is, is accepting um and then i i go into that there's some things probably in our life that need to be um you know cut away uh, that really aren't the best for us. And so that's where you and I talk a lot about self-awareness, which most people mm-hmm. um, I found in the 40 plus years I've been working with people in different contexts, they they really have some difficulty with self-awareness and we want to unpack why that is. Mm-hmm. But so uh, and those are a couple of that. And, and I think if we can kind of walk through the grief process a little bit um, and one of the things in grief process is after you kind of get through you know, accepting that it happened and get over the anger or the frustration or the um, questions that can cause you a detour, then you have to reprioritize. So I think uh, people need to be thinking a little bit of what needs to be cut out of my life, what needs to be added into my life, mm-hmm. because it really is a, a time of, of reset. Um mm-hmm. And then the last one, again, I won't unpack all of it for you, is that I think we need to be looking ahead for the positives because we can look at what we've lost or what's changed or how I feel right now. And usually those things, again, if they're not in a process, can get you down or or negative or discouraged. But if you can look that that you're going to come through this uh, and our world is going to come through this and we're going to learn, like you said earlier, some valuable lessons. So really the future if we're looking at the present, it doesn't feel all that positive. But if we can futurize um, what's coming, that can bring a lot of joy and excitement and and um, energy. Mm-hmm. But again, we have to work through a process, and it's it's kind of what I just said. It's a little bit of the grief process. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. The other day, uh, I was talking to somebody, and out of conversation came up the Serenity Prayer. Um, and as you know, I got Serenity Prayer tattooed on my arm, um, but I just, for some reason, I hadn't looked at it or thought of it this entire time until the other day. For almost a month, I had basically kind of a cheat code to how to handle this, and, and I didn't realize it was right in front of me. But again, if you don't know the Serenity Prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. And what more practical time to implement a strategy like that? Accepting what you can't change. Being courageous to change what you can. And then just knowing the difference. What what better time in the history of mankind, or at least in our lifetime, uh, to use a, a, a process, if you would put it like that. That's kind of my mental process now. Over the past few days, I've realized when I run into something is, okay, can I change this or not? No, I have to accept that. Uh, can I change some things? Yeah, I can change this. I got to be courageous and change that thing. And then I just have to be wise and knowing the difference. So that would be my uh, layering on top of what you said. It's just that sometimes the process is right in front of you. It's not like 
you may you don't need to go read 700 pages and uh you don't need to go get the the newest latest book about how to survive coronavirus a lot of it is very simple basic stuff but it's just a mindset game yeah you know i totally agree i love the serenity prayer and you know in light of what you've been through and in light of what we all have been through that's a a great uh, understanding awareness and a process i probably just add one more thing mm-hmm. is a lot of people uh, don't have the ability on their own or the skills to do that mm. uh, or the awareness to do that on their own that's why this is such an important time to lean on on community um what i mean by that is is people that you know uh that you can rely on that you trust or in you know in my occupation my profession my calling um People need help with that. How do I determine, um, you know, a process or how do I determine what I can't change? Because, again, especially those who live in a Western culture and you and I that are type A driven uh, overachievers, uh, we're going to try to control everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so sometimes we need that person. You know, you you and I have a, a wonderful relationship uh, that you and I can bounce things off of. But a lot of people don't have that. So if they don't have that in their inner circle of community or trust or somebody they can rely on, they have to really reach beyond that to a life coach, a counselor, a, a pastor, or somebody else that has the ability and skill. I mean, if I had a brain tumor, uh, you know, I wouldn't go to, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, foot doctor. Uh, <laughs> I'd go to somebody that's skilled, trained, and has the ability to help me. So I think we're going to see, uh, again, those of us that work in the field of, of encouragement and, and coaching and counseling and spiritual care, that um, people will be reaching out to us. And that I want to encourage that because sometimes people are alone. They're at the house. Um, and they don't know what to do, and they don't know how to do it, and they're trying to process it. Again, they've never heard of the serenity prayer. They don't know how to do it. So they're going to have to reach out for another person that they trust that can help them. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that, that tactic is just something that can be – again, if, if, the, if the goal through this is to be able to take some learnings into the future, uh, that's just a useful tactic in life is that if you want to be successful at anything, whether it's overcoming the coronavirus or building the next – app on on the internet either way you're going to need to look to somebody that's been successful before you and like even to use an example uh Kristen, my sister your daughter you you've heard of her uh as she asked me some questions about uh she's dating this guy right now as we know right not to get too far off track but she oh kinda, she is i didn't know that okay no, <laughs> spoiler alert your daughter has a boyfriend um, and, and she had some questions the other day and I said, look, I, I can only give you my opinion and advice as someone that's never been married, but you should call someone that has been married. Right. And she was going to call a friend who is married and then call uncle Mike, our uncle who also is in a good marriage. So seeking wisdom from people that have done it before. Right. I mean, that's, that's, totally that's a tactic agree. you can use now and then for the rest of your life just to win. Yeah, this is, like I said, a time to come together, and I hope that's true, people leaving their their back patio for the front porch, meaning that mm-hmm. they're available for others, but uh, also the uh, flip side is that they realize they need uh, more people or community or more resources in their life than they've afforded themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll be it, – it's up to the individual, obviously, not to put pressure on people, but it's up to you 
to go find that person. You know, again, back to our friend Jerry, who doesn't exist, but theoretically, Jerry over here is in his apartment. We love you, brother, but it's it's up to Jerry to go find somebody that he can ask the questions that can help uh, put him onto his process or help him ask the questions to get to his process or help him evaluate what he can and cannot change and those type of ideas. It's, it's up to him to go seek that out, right? We lived in a time so far in my generation at least where everything's been handed to us. Kind of, We always had the answers or we know where to get them. But at some point, you must be self-motivated or self-driven, especially in a time of struggle like this, to, I got to go find somebody to help me. Well, I totally agree in one sense, not to contradict you. I would, I would say there's another side, is that mm-hmm. we have a, a mental health crisis in America. And, you know, um, there's some people that just get so paralyzed mm-hmm. by life and the past or current circumstances that, uh, you know, that they might not be able to reach out there's probably mm-hmm. going to people on this call who are sitting in situations where they'd say i'd like to but they feel frozen they feel mm-hmm. imprisoned to their circumstances and their mental uh, health battle that they might not be able to that's why again it's so important for some of us um to be reaching out and i know you do that a lot i know i do that a lot making phone calls to people we know or people that were friends a long time ago and asking, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do? Because um, they may feel that they can't uh, go reach out to somebody. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a double-sided situation is, yes, some people out there uh, with no disrespect need to you know stop making excuses and they need to come to the table and say, you know, my, my life and my future is in my hands. I need to, to go get those resources. But there are a lot in our population uh, who are just um, um, caught by their mental health challenges and struggles. And that's why the rest of us need to reach out to them and see if we can uh, assist them and help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great point. I, I don't think you contradict. I think I totally agree with you. As much as it is the burden uh, of your life, <laughs> the burden of your survival is on you, right? Um, but at the same time, those of us that have an overabundance of uh, some type of resource, whether it be information, uh, we have a little more knowledge, we have experience. Uh, some of us have an overabundance of resource in this time, um, even if it's not money or such. Again, we have the ability to encourage. Some of us have experience, um, information. So there are those that we don't want to leave behind, like that you're talking about. Some people that do struggle that aren't that aren't capable of reaching out. Then there's a burden on us that have. Uh, an overabundance of a certain resource to make sure that we are checking on people that we we know uh, could possibly have an issue in this time um, and just trying to be as helpful as we can because again there's like you said uh, you kind of came back with the other side so I think it's a balance of th- those that can do do and then those of us that can help need to help yeah, I totally agree. Great, great opportunity for it to be both and uh, people to reach out and then the rest of us to reach out to those that may not have that ability at this moment. Right, 100%. Um, that's just kind of, I think, basic humanity is that we help those that aren't as strong, right? The the strong help the, the I don't want to say the weaker, but the, but you know, the, the strong, the strongest in the tribe help those that are have ailments or those that aren't able to keep up. We take care of our own, and I think that's kind of something that's been lost um, in my, at least in my time it, living. Um, but I think this situation might be bringing some of that sense of community back around full circle. I hope. I 
sure hope so too. I think we could probably look at a lot of success stories out there where that's happened or is happening. Uh, but again, living in a in a Western culture, we've lived pretty much independent lives, and right. so uh, there's probably room for improvement in that. And that's what we're just talking about is. Because you and I are, we've talked about this, you know, you and I are going to go up and down. We're going to have our peaks and our valleys. And when we're on the top, then we should be giving, giving, giving and, and dispensing as much as we can. But then we all hit at different times uh, the lonely valleys and, and the challenges. And hopefully we've made enough investment in others that then they will reach back and pull us up in the times when we're not doing as well. Mm-hmm. And that, and ho- again, hopefully you, you, it's tough if you, when you do have those days where again everybody, everybody's gonna have through a situation like this is gonna have a down day, a lonely day, uh, a day that doesn't go so well. My two cents on that is, and you know from experience is, and you've said this is that sometimes you just gotta make it through the day. <laughs> you cannot uh, muscle your way into just perfect positivity. You can't muscle your way. Some days are just make it through, and that's all you can do yeah you know you and i've talked a lot about that is how do you live one day at a time but also anticipate some things that are, are valid for the future and it's that wisdom and balance i talked about earlier is if you think too futuristic and you don't live day to day you can get yourself in trouble but if you live day to day with no focus towards the future then you can find yourself in trouble as well so again everybody needs to know, have some self-awareness and, and know how to, to have wisdom and balance in that but but i think you're right i mean have a big picture but then you got to just focus on today right one day at a time that's the mantra I totally agree. Do you have, as we kind of wrap this up, I want to squeeze as much juice out of this lemon as I can. Do you have any like last, uh, any tactics that you would suggest, um, words of encouragement, some things that could kind of, that you could leave people to kind of help let it sink in and maybe something that would be helpful to, to somebody listening and they're just having a tough time? Well, as you know, and I mentioned earlier, I come from a, uh, a biblical faith worldview, and uh, so there's some that are going to embrace that. There's some going to be unsure about, about that, got lots of questions, and there'll be some that are opposed to that. But I think it's incumbent on every one of us as a human being in the middle of a global pandemic to broaden our view, our macro view, to say, what's life really about uh, we're we're only here for a short time. Then what? Um, so we're both again living in the day. When we said you know day by day, but then we have to keep the bigger picture in mind. And so what I would just encourage people to do is um, to uh, take a look, investigate, ask some more questions about their faith and about eternity. And you know when you die, what happens then? And again, I've been fortunate. Uh, since the late 70s to have come to a, an encounter with Jesus Christ and, and having a, a, a faith and having an authentic walk and relationship with him. I, I just don't know how I, I, I would have got here. I don't know how I could even be handling this because I know that he's uh, here with me now, but I'm assured that that when I come to the end of my earthly journey, that I'm going to get to be with him. I'm going to get to go to heaven. I'm going to be in a place where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more heartache. So again, from my faith and biblical worldview, uh, in the middle of a global pandemic, I'd encourage people to really uh, tap into um, you know their Bible, into faith, 
just on the side there, I read the other day that one of the leading um, publishers, Tyndall House, that Bible uh, sales have increased 40 percent since the global pandemic. So uh, that's what I'd encourage everybody is we can try to answer all the questions we want here and now on this earthly journey. But I hope we have a a bigger, broader macro perspective of of life in general and, and eternity. I 100% agree. And like you said, there are going to be people that are opposed to uh, a certain religious, quote unquote, or spiritual uh, style view. But my, and this is what I would say to anybody that is skeptical of, of any type of religion or faith or spirituality is it, it would be ignorant of you to not look into it. If someone says, I have the secret which there is the book and the movie, I think that came from Oprah, <laughs> that was the secret, right? And it was supposed to be the secret to life and spirituality. Don't write something off if you haven't looked into it. We can People can get into this, you know, they, they like to cr- kind of Christian bashing or Jesus type stuff is not cool, it's weird. Don't, just look into it. I think people are so quick to write things off, but I think, like you said, Bible sales are up 40%. People are at a point where they're like, maybe I'll at least look into it. Because, again, people are over here, the the most reproduced uh, uh, ancient text of all time says, hey, I have the secret, right? I have the, the answers to why you are here as a human. And to not look into that even a little bit, I think you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Yeah, and I will be, I know, wrapping it up here soon, but I would say uh, a simple prayer that I prayed, back in the fall of 1978 when you know heard the story i was uh, uh, a drug dependent angry uh confused young guy and just i would i just humbly and simply said jesus if you're real will you come and reveal yourself to me mm-hmm. and so it was just simple i mean i just simply asked if jesus if you're real reveal yourself to me so uh, like you said, if somebody's inquiring, just want to know, I just encourage them to say that that small little prayer and see what happens. Yeah, and I totally agree. And I also would add on to that is that we now have the the uh, the quickest, most efficient uh, tool in history, uh, which is called the Google search engine. And so, if you have questions about the Bible, about Jesus, about anything. You, we no longer have excuse, the excuse of ignorance because you have fingers to type into Google. What is this? Why is this? What you you can find the answers. I think I would again just going back to encouraging people look into things that have some type of substance or that that if it makes an inkling of sense to you, look into it. If it's gonna, if it's something that could impact your life, uh, which I think, again, that statistic of Bible sales going up 40% is indicative of is people are going, okay, I'm going to at least look into it. Let me look into this. So I think you're 100% right. This is a time to kind of ask these macro questions of what what is life? What are we doing here? What is, what's going on? This is crazy. And if there's no order or design to it, Really, what what purpose do we have? Then? Yeah, I totally agree. Great great time to ask it in the middle of a unknown enemy called the coronavirus in the middle of a global pandemic. Right. Well, when the world lacks peace, and you hear people talk about a book that is that is, that is based on the principle of of uh, peace, and you don't have to be in control, there's some help. Again, look into it. Look into totally it. Totally agree. Well. Uh, I know you're busy. I won't take up much more of your time, but thanks for being on the podcast, Pops. This was cool to 
to chat and do what we usually do, but uh, kind of share it with the world or the audience. You know, millions of people listen to this podcast, so. There you go. Well, <laughs> uh, thank you for the opportunity. It's been a joy for me to be a part of this with you. Well, thanks for being on. This has been another episode of Inside the Mirror Podcast, COVID edition. We'll be back next time. Guys, I just want to say thank you so much for giving me your time and listening to this podcast. I hope it's helpful for you. If it is helpful for you, and if it isn't helpful for you and you hate it, either way, please do me a favor. Click one through five stars wherever you're listening. Leave me a review and give me some feedback so I can make this the best podcast possible for you. Thank you so much.